0: Welcome back. To podcasting is the new king. Part 2 where we are reviewing Lovecraft Country. HBO's Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. So today I'm going to be talking about some very prominent themes. In Lovecraft Country, there were many themes, but I'm going to talk about the ones that stood out the most to me. And we're going to dive into them and how they played out in moments in the story. So number one, the most prominent theme that I noticed was family. Family and this idea of choosing your family, and sometimes breaking your family, and all of that good stuff. Um, So first up, Ruby and Letty. Ruby and Letty are blood sisters. Um, In the book, I believe they had different dads or something like that, but the show does not mention that, so we won't even go further into that. (laughs) So they are blood sisters. We know that they have the same mom, We know that they have different memories of their mom and different ideas about what type of person she is. Um, We know or we assume that there is some trauma there, especially with Letty. And we know that there is some tension in their relationship because of maybe some things that the mom did And definitely some things that Letty has done in the past. Um, So, yeah, so we come into this story where Letty is coming back from being gone for however long. We get the idea that she always kind of goes and does her own thing and kind of just pops back up when she needs help. So, that is where we meet our sisters. And that is true for this story. Um, so Letty kind of pops up and she needs somewhere to stay. And it's very interesting seeing the first like interaction between them because Ruby clearly loves her sister and is gonna let her stay for what does she say a day or two. And Letty responds when she finds out where Ruby is living. She's like, that dump, <laughs> So she needs help, but she's still gonna air her opinion about where Ruby living and in a dump, right? So she's that type of person, that type of character. Long story short, we see Ruby and Letty's relationship kind of strengthen and, you know, get better and build something there. And then we see it break. <laughs> we see them argue and be really hurt by each other and... So Letty comes into some money and we don't, in the beginning, know where the money came from, but we do find out later where it came from. But long story short, Letty comes into some money and instead of giving her brother and sister money, she buys a huge home and kind of plays it off like, Ruby, look at this amazing home I bought for us, you know? a boarding home for black artists and creatives is the idea she has for it but we we know knowing letty that there is some you know a selfish agenda there too so that happens ruby finds out about this so-called inheritance from their mother that's not really where the money comes from but that's what Letty is told and that is what Ruby is told and that causes some more tension and stress between them Uh, then we see forgiveness we see a lot of forgiveness we see Ruby kind of just being like okay whatever I know you did what you did you are who you are but you are still my blood sister at the end of the day and I still love you and then especially at the end we kind of see that Ruby and Letty are on opposite sides. Uh Letty is with kind of like our heroes group. And I am using that term loosely because on the heroes side, we know we know they're real people, right? We know they have flaws, we know they're going to do some things that we don't like. So I'm using that term very loosely, but Letty finds herself on the hero side and Ruby finds herself on the villain side with Christina Braithwaite. Again, I'm using the term villain loosely too, because yes, Christina is the villain because she ultimately kills our hero. Um, I'm going to talk more about this later in a different episode, but I just want to get it out um, that there are kind of these sides, hero and villain, and Christina is pretty much the villain even though we do see uh, more heroic sides of her, if you will. So Ruby's on the more villain side. And even after they kind of split ways and choose their sides, Ruby still comes back around to kind of do something for her sister. We know in, in the end that Ruby gets killed because she is trying to get Christina's blood for the spell that our heroes are trying to cast so that is a great example ruby and letty's story i think or you know their subplot sub story whatever is a very very strong example of family and just like real life family how shit goes on you know like i have a lot of cousins i have a, a big family I've had some falling outs with some cousins. We fight, we argue, we find ourselves on opposite sides of the spectrum. But at the end of the day, who else do we got but family, right? Whether that's blood or chosen. So I think that is a great example of that. Next, I'm going to talk about George and Montrose. Now again there are many different examples of the family theme but I want to talk about the ones that mean the most to me. So George and Montrose brothers, blood brothers who also had a hmm I don't want to say stressed but let's say they had some tension in their relationship. They have secrets that go back 20, 30 years. Uh, One of them being that George is probably Atticus's real dad, which I'm going to go into what I think about that in a later episode, so I won't really put my opinion too much into this episode, but yeah, we see that Montrose is gay, he is a closeted homosexual, and We see that when he was younger, he was beaten a lot by his father. His father, I guess, thought he was beating the gay out of him. You know, that type of mindset is what we see. And then we see George, who doesn't really defend him, but Montrose says he usually defended him. So we're not really sure. If he actually defended him ever, or if maybe sometimes he stood up for him, maybe sometimes he didn't. Maybe Montrose's mind is just creating some memories so that he can feel better about George in that relationship. I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating, but we do know that they have tension in their relationship. And It's another thing where it's like, there's so much love there. You can see the love, but you can see the tension. Now, Uncle George dies in the second episode. So we don't get to see a lot of their relationship. We only get to see pretty much one episode of them together. So we don't get to see as much as we do of Ruby's and Letty's relationship. But from the, you know, one episode pretty much that we do see of them together, we see a lot of secrets, we see a lot of love, we see a lot of compassion, we just, we see a lot of family. Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. I'm a podcast producer, director, coach, and host. And I want to tell you all about my production company. Pink Lady Productions. We collaborate with creatives like you who are driven to share your message by launching your podcast from A to Z and coaching you through the process. To learn more about our services, check out our website at pinkladyprod.com That's P-I-N-K L-A-D-Y P-R-O-D dot com All right. So the next theme we are going to talk about is science and magic. Now I bring that up because a lot of the times we have like this idea of science versus magic. But in this show, it is very clear that it's science and magic going hand in hand. We have the Sons of Adam who are the rich white guys who do the magic, but we know that they are using science hand in hand. For example, we have like the ori in the machine. We know that is science, but there's absolutely a magical component to all these different worlds. And what happens to Hippolyta, right? There, That's magic, right? <laughs> it's just absolutely magic. We also have, um, I think, a great example is how Christina describes spellcasting. She pretty much describes it as like growing plants. Like all you need are these ingredients and some intention and the right words and you're good. Anybody can do it, right? And with Atticus and George, we have a lot of shout outs to science fiction with the books they read and their conversation. The next theme I'm going to talk about is racism. Yeah. Racism was all up and through this show. Like everywhere you look, there was like (laughs) some type of racist tropes or, you know, something going down. You have the first episode with the cops in the sundown town. I'll just give that one example because there were plenty in that first episode, but that ending, I think, is what everybody is going to remember, the sundown town and what happens to the cops. You have the Sons of Adam and that whole town wasn't no black people there. You know that. (laughs) And just how the Sons of Adam looked down on Atticus because he was black. Like, yeah, we need your blood, but you're still a black guy, so stay in your place. You have the cops in Chicago and what happened to D with the curse that they put on her and what happened to Letty after she, you know, got fed up with the freaking cross being burned on her lawn and she, you know, busts out the windows of them cars so that she could stop the horns from going. After all that, we see her being basically beat up by cops. She was in the back of a, like, box truck And we see Letty get fucked up by the cops, right? We also have the Marshall Fields story. The more subtle racism where Ruby is clearly overqualified for the job that she is trying to get, but that she will never get because she's black. And not just because she's black, because she is a large and in charge black woman. The next thing I'm going to talk about is power. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And these white people on their journey to power, well, we see what happened to them, right? You have Christina Braithwaite and her spell that was supposed to give her more powers or whatever that end up fucking her and all white people up because it just bound them from magic right (laughs) and then you have her father with the spell in the beginning that he was trying to cast with Atticus and we see what happened with that they all died all of the sons of Adam who were there were just dead (laughs) so yeah this is what power does the next theme I'm going to talk about is violence. There was a lot, 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 lot of violence in this show. You have Tick's rage. You have like him beating up his father, like damn near almost killing his father after Montrose kills the two-spirit Yahima. You have Montrose's rage, we see that he is an angry man, full of rage. We see why, but, you know, we still see that violent aspect. We have the Braithwites and their spells. Their spells always had a component of violence included in them. And the ending. The ending of, we see D with her mechanical arm and the Shoggoth. And they come to Christina, and D kills Christina. And it's just like, yeah, violence, violence, violence. Very violent. Last but definitely not least, this is actually my favorite theme. It is the spectrum between good and evil. The show does a very good job of making all of our characters... Not one or the other, just somewhere on the spectrum between the two. A great example, I think, is Christina. Yes, she's evil. Yes, she is power hungry and will do whatever she wants to do to get what she wants, right? She is ruthless. But we have these moments of her and Ruby in love. We have these moments of her, for example, when she dies like Emmett Till was killed. So we have these moments where we see like, okay, maybe she is not 100% evil. Maybe she's just 97%. You know, and that that's good enough for me. That's on the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have a character like Montrose, who, because of who he is in the story, is one of the heroes, right? But, is he? Is he an actual hero? Uh, You know, like, he really does some evil things. He kills the Two-Spirit, Yahima. He beats Atticus. All the time, this is not something that we see. This is something just that's uh that we hear in dialogue that Atticus was beat very often for doing things that, I guess, were portrayed as gay or on the spectrum. And his father was, like, beating all of that out of him. We have the fact that he is in the closet and clearly in love with this man and this man is clearly in love with him they have the off and on thing over however long and he's an alcoholic so i don't know where montrose is on that spectrum i'm really i i wouldn't even gauge it but we know he's on the spectrum he is absolutely not just evil and he is absolutely not just good in my opinion Lovecraft Country was actually a love story. It's actually a love story that kind of just happened to be a horror. It's like more of a coming of age story that just ended too soon, you know? <laughs> So those are my favorite or most prominent themes in Lovecraft Country. Thank you so much for listening. Next episode, I will talk about some plot points that I questioned or just did not care for. See you then. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything I talked about on this episode... You can DM me on Instagram at pinkladyprod, that's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D, or you can email me at jasmine at pinkladyprod.com. Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E. If you want more info about Pink Lady Productions or me, you can visit our website at pinkladyprod.com. Subscribe to Podcasting is the new king for updates on new episodes, and please feel free to share it. Also, please rate and review the show. Peace.